In this episode of the Kura Universe podcast, I introduce the first part of a multi-part series on consolidation, what it is and why it's so important. I'm your host, Aaron Kenton, and this is the Kura Universe podcast, episode number five. to do is I wanted to do a multi-part series on consolidation um, because it is uh, the area that is probably the most difficult to understand because there is so much um, rethinking about uh, about how uh, we digest uh, what is going on in our body um, that is so contrary to everything that we have been told um, for the last 30 or 40 years in regards to what is a healthy way of eating, the foods that we need, the foods that we don't need, et cetera, et cetera. So for a lot of people, it's a a completely uh, new learning experience and can be quite difficult um, in that regard. Another thing that a lot of people find difficult in consolidation actually is, believe it or not, the fact that they have freedom to choose the foods that they want to to have, um, they actually find that they like being restricted through the essential spread plus food plan part of the program, because um, they can just follow the program to the letter and they don't have to worry about you know uh, adding new foods in etc cetera, etc. Cetera. So um, what I wanted to do to begin with is just cover really what consolidation is, and then in later uh, episodes. I'm going to cover some of the more challenging aspects of it, some of the new um, uh, things that need to be shifted in terms of people's understanding of the digestive system, um, and we'll see where we go from there. So to begin with, what consolidation is, is consolidation is the part of the program that comes after um, the rapid weight loss part of the program. And this uh, part of the program is really about uh, allowing the body to uh, find its feet again, uh, to function in its new way of being, having had some changes and some shifts that have occurred in terms of both the weight loss, in terms of losing some of the toxicity in the body, and in the resetting of the diencephalon. And the first three weeks of consolidation is really the the time where um, this process happens, where the diencephalon is able to find its set point, which is its new way of functioning, where there is no Uh, rapid weight gains or weight losses through this process. It really is about establishing its set point. Um, So it's broken up into three sections. The first one uh, being the first week, the second one being weeks two and three, and then weeks four, five, and six. And the first week is really just a very, very simple week. It is a week um, where the body is uh, having to really find its feet again. Um, I often use the analogy of a toddler who is learning to walk. Um, We do not want to, in the first week, to introduce too many new foods to the process because uh, the body has been uh, really in a, a, a fasting state for a period of time. It has not had to um, uh, digest uh, complex carbohydrates. It has not had to digest um, uh, fatty acids for that period and so to introduce these things very very slowly is very very important so the body doesn't go oh my god what is this i don't know how to deal with this Um, and so the first week is very much about just keeping the foods very very simple so what they do on the first week um, is that they still stick to the very very simple foods that you would ordinarily have on the essential spray plus food plan the only difference being is that there is no restrictions in terms of the quantity Uh, you can have as much as you like um, uh, and really you know just kind of eat until you feel satisfied until you feel uh, good Um, 
But keeping the foods very, very simple through that first week is very, very important. The exceptions to that are that you can start to very, very slowly include uh, some of the good quality fats um, in your diet, but it is important to do it very, very slowly. Like I said before, the body is not used to uh, having to digest um, these fats because it hasn't had to for 24 or 45 days. Um, so one of the things that is lovely to start to introduce at this point is, is avocados. Um, and that's absolutely fine for that first week. And another thing you can start to introduce very, very slowly is the good quality fats. And what I mean by that is I mean the saturated fats. I mean the butter from grass-fed cows. I mean olive oil. I mean coconut oil. Uh, I mean hemp oil. I mean avocado oil. These are good quality fats. They are essential fats that the body needs. This does not mean the golden oils, um, uh, which are uh, really what they also call them is vegetable oils. Um, they are absolutely deadly, unfortunately, for the body, uh, and you should always stay away from them uh, permanently. Um, after that, weeks two and three, you can slowly start to introduce uh, some, some new foods um, uh, to the program, and it's very similar uh, in the way that you would later on with weeks four, five, and six, you will start to introduce um, some of the uh, more complex uh, carbohydrates, um, the uh, grains and the cereals. So what I want to also cover is that one of the things that is so wonderful about consolidation is that you do, uh, you, are, you are able to discover for yourself really um, if your body has any food sensitivities. Um, and this is always a, a slightly difficult um, subject to cover. Um, because um, there are a lot of people that do go through um, you know, some allergy testings and there are many, many different systems that supposedly are you know, very, very accurate in terms of establishing whether or not a person has food sensitivities. Um, but my experience has been this, and, and this is something that is so important about, about the consolidation process. Um, I'll tell you a, a short story about uh, my eldest brother and myself. Um, my eldest brother um, went through a series of many, many different tests, including blood tests, including some biofeedback systems. Um, and uh, through the process, he uh, actually uh, found that he was basically had food intolerances to every single food except for um, potatoes and uh, beetroot. Um, and bless him, uh, for a period of time, he found that he just ate, he followed their advice, and he only ate um, <laughs> potatoes um, and beetroot. Um, it was very interesting going to dinner at his place during this time, and this was in the in the um, uh, the late eighties. Um, and for myself, um, also because I had some gastrointestinal um, difficulties in my late uh, teens, um, and this is something I'm going to cover in much greater detail um, uh, because this is experience that many many people have um, in a in a later in a later podcast. Um, but I again went through some some um, some allergy testings, uh, some food uh, sensitivities to see what was going on. And for me, I always knew at a certain point that if I had um, uh, some uh, breads and cereals. Um, that I would get, you know, intense pain um, in my in my gut, um, and to me it seemed pretty obvious that my body just didn't want it and wasn't able to handle it. At the time, uh, you know, being a, a, a late teen, um, I was very very annoyed by this because it was like, you know, everybody else seems to be able to eat it, why can't I? Um, and I went through a series of um, these uh, tests, um, and you know different ones would come back with different things. And that was what was so confusing so much of the time. It's like I would come back with one of them and would say, oh, yeah, no, you seem to be absolutely fine with, you know, with, with gluten. 
um, you know, with breads, with corn, um, things like that. And, and others would come back and saying, uh, no, you're not okay with that. Or they would, you know, kind of go back and forth on whether or not milk was, uh, was appropriate or not. Um, and of course, being a, 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 an older teen, I was like, okay, the test said that I can absolutely eat bread, no problem, you know, and I would go and I would eat bread. Um, and, you know, three or four days later, I, you know, I, I would be constipated and I would have terrible pain in my, in my stomach. But there was something in my, <laughs> in my mind, and I know that this is very, very common for many people. It was like the tests told me that I couldn't eat gluten or I can have this, um, despite the fact that my body was, you know, crying out and screaming at me, you know, stop giving me this stuff. I can't do it. I'm getting, you know, it's very, very uh, painful. Um, and funnily enough, this is an experience that a lot of people have. Um, and it's just, it brings up another aspect that I would love to kind of speak about. Um, Leslie and I often kind of spoke about the, uh, one of the most difficult things, um, uh, and one of the things that we felt was the most damaging to the world was individuals or people's um, um, choice to give away their power, um, their, their, their choice uh, to um, an idea or another person or um, a, a government or a religion or something along those lines because um, it, it basically didn't allow them to make their own choices and didn't allow them to sit in their own power um, and to, um, to, to trust and to feel their own body and their own instinct. Um, and I and I very much agreed with her that I felt that this was uh, something that that as human beings we have a tendency to to give away our own power too easily and too quickly. Um, we want somebody else to to tell us what is going on. We want somebody else to to, um, uh, to 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 fix something that we are you know confused about. And believe me, there are many many things in this world that are very very confusing. Um, and I, I found this a lot with people on um, consolidation where. They would come to me and they would say, "Oh, see, I've had I've had these tests, and you know that I'm okay with with this particular food, but I'm not okay with this particular food." And that's great. Uh, and some of these tests can be very, very helpful to give you a kind of an idea. Um, but for me, it's so important to allow your own body to tell you um, uh, really what is going on and what um, uh, what works for it and what doesn't. And that's really what's so beautiful about consolidation is that because you have spent 24 or 45 days uh, giving it foods that are very, very simple foods that are very easy for it to di digest, um, it's allowed to clear out a lot of the uh, junk potentially from um, the, uh, uh, the the small intestine and the large intestine, um, and allowed also for autophagy to help to clear out some of the the dead or the dying cells in the body, which means that your system is very very clean at this point. You have largely been in a fasting state for. Uh, a period of 24 to 45 days. And what this means is, and you know, if anybody has ever done a, a fast, um, you know, like a water fast or something along those lines, they know that, you know, when they do start to introduce food again, they have to do it very, very slowly. And usually it's best to do things like, um, you know, having a, a very uh, nutrient dense um, uh, you know, green homemade drink, um, you know, vegetable juice or something along those lines because it's very, very easy for the body to digest. So what's interesting about consolidation is this really is the perfect opportunity to allow the body to be able to uh, speak to us and to tell us what foods work well for us and what foods do not work well for us. Um, and the, the realizations um, that do come through this process are very, very surprising. Um, and one of the things that is also quite surprising is that sometimes people get very, very confused by they will, you know, they will be before they go through Kuramana, they will be having 
you know, I don't know, bread or, you know, let's say cashews or something along those lines, which, you know, tend to be uh, a couple of the things that do cause problems. And there are, there are significant reasons why, which I'll cover in a later podcast. Um, and, and they get very confused because they seem to be fine on them before. Um, but then when they have them in consolidation, they, they'll have gastrointestinal um, pain perhaps, or their weight will go up uh, exponentially. Um, uh, and what this means again is it's just water retention. It's just the body is dealing with the toxicity um, and that the body finds it efficient to dilute that toxicity using water retention um, uh, in order to be able to process it more effectively. And so this is, this is what you know, causes the confusion. But what uh, people don't tend to realize is that before they were going, before they did Kuramana, their body was simply masking the symptoms um, of the uh, food sensitivity or food intolerance that they were having with that particular food. Um, um, and when they go through consolidation and they try it again because their body is very, very clean, it's able to uh, tell them uh, quite clearly by um, uh, either a weight gain, either some gastrointestinal uh, discomfort, or perhaps a headache, or even um, you know mood changes. You know they become very uh, grumpy or aggressive or uh, have flu-like symptoms. Um, and this is something that is so very very helpful to allow the body to be able to speak to us at a deep level. So that is really the process of consolidation, and uh, there are many many reasons why certain foods. Um, uh, are difficult for many, many people. But again, everybody is very, very individual. Um, and that's why it's so important to be able to do this for yourself and to allow the body to be able to tell you exactly how it's feeling uh, and, and, and what's going on. Um, and, you know, as many people know, the food sensitivities or food intolerances have increased exponentially over the last 30 or 40 years. And there are many reasons for this, which I will cover later on. Um, but just to very briefly say one of the reasons is, is that the um, toxicity in our environment um, is, um, is much, much higher than it ever has been before. Plus, the use of pharmaceuticals and antibiotics have been higher than they ever have been before. And what these do um, is they do um, act in a manner that is very, very aggressive on the, uh, the, the gut lining, the very, very sensitive, very delicate gut lining. Um, and this can cause issues um, uh, where you have semi-permeable gut issues. Um, intestinal permeability is what it's often called, or the more common term is leaky gut. Um, and, which, and this is something that is very, very, very important um, to, to cover, but I need uh, more time to be able to cover it correctly. Um, and so that is really the process of consolidation. It is a, a phenomenal time where your body is really at a very, very deep level able to tell you and show you um, the, 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 the foods that it struggled with. And not only that, but as we identify the foods um, that your body struggles with, there are things that are very, very simple that we can do to allow the um, healing of the gut wall to occur uh, and to establish whether or not the foods that you're having, whether or not they are foods that it's best that your body stays away from permanently, or whether they are things that you can have occasionally without any problems whatsoever, or whether they are foods that your body absolutely loves and can continue to have every single day. Um, and there are commonalities between the foods that um, people do well on and those foods that people do not do well on. But having said that, I'm always surprised because it's, there are always um, 
uh, uh, different foods that different people that I would expect them to struggle with, they do very, very well on and vice versa. So, um, and the reason for that is partly the um, semi-permeability of the gut membrane, but also it is, it is to do in some cases with our genetic um, inheritance, um, you know, where our ancestors um, have come from, the foods that they would uh, consume um, uh, with greater ease, um, uh, and things of that nature. So all of that I would like to cover in much greater deal, detail, but uh, this is just a, a brief introduction as to what consolidation is and why it is set up the way it is, and some of the tremendous gifts and the benefits that do occur through this process of learning uh, what your body loves and what your body uh, doesn't do well on. All right. Thank you very much for listening. I hope you enjoyed it, and I will see you next week.